This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. Greetings, 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 greetings. Thank you for tuning in to Black Wall Street Today. I am your host, Blair Durham. I have the great pleasure of leading Black Brand Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. We've created a number of programs really aimed at narrowing the wealth gap through all things entrepreneurship. So B-Force Accelerator, Black Diamond Weekend, the Impact Collective, uh, just our general membership offering, uh, really providing and creating a space to amplify black entrepreneurs. So I hope that everyone has enjoyed a November to remember, really been able to take advantage of the number of uh, conference opportunities that have been afforded to this region, uh, places and spaces whereby to connect with other entrepreneurs to glean from their insights um, and to prepare for 2023. I know for me, December is definitely going to be a period of rest, rest so that I'm able to reflect on 2022 and all that it has had to offer, but also rest for the sake of rest. I think that a lot of us are focused on our hustle and we work even to our detriment, working our fingers to the bones, burning both ends of the candles. I am hopeful that we are enjoying a period of rest coming up here in December. I'm excited today about our guest, the one and only Alfonso Evans. He is the founder and CEO of The Real Jewelry Company. He's always been heavily influenced by hip-hop culture, specifically fashion and entrepreneurialism. Helping others and helping them build self-confidence are initiatives that Alfonso is especially passionate about. After designing and wearing his own creations, the reception that he received in his jewelry pieces was a feeling he wanted to recreate for others to experience. Huh? The birth of the real jewelry company. While he was drawn to the many possibilities of what jewelry could do for people, he discovered the harmful impacts the industry was having on the environment. We'll spend some time talking about that today. It was at this point when he committed to making sure that his brand could help the earth and those impacted by the devastating diamond mining industry. Today, Jewelry has allowed Alfonso and his team to bring together creative, social, and individualistic passions. His materials are ethically sourced and sustainable, and they provide a positive impact for the earth, the people, and communities within their supply chain, their customers, and in turn, their business. Alfonso is hopeful that everyone will find a piece of jewelry that represents their most true selves. Welcome to the show, Alfonso. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to have you on. You know, I've been a fan of your work since I, I first learned about you earlier this year. I want to thank you for sponsoring my jewelry during the 7th Annual Black Diamond Affair. I'm really excited to have this conversation because I don't think I fully understood you know, some of why you decided to go in the direction that you did. So what's something that most people may not understand about the diamond industry? Uh, well, diamonds were uh, one of the first items that were uh, marketed uh, by celebrities, which today we would call uh, influencers to create uh, that sort of uh, draw where it's an item 
um, of luxury and you know it's got to be uh, obtained to be able to have that status and so that's kind of where it took off and as you well know people um, have an affinity for luxury products you know they like to be out um, show off that status show off that class um, and there was a lot of um, I guess you could say just uh, turning a blind eye to what was really happening um, in the industry and where these diamonds were coming from. Um, and where is was, it that the diamonds come from? I know there was a, a movie that was popularized several years ago about this industry, but just remind us, where do diamonds come from? How are they mined? So the first, uh, the first diamond was actually found in South Africa, um, and today uh, Botswana... Um, they have one of the biggest mines uh, in the world. You also have a lot of diamonds coming from Russia and also uh, Australia. Uh, but Africa and Russia are the two biggest players um, in the industry. Yeah, and I know there is uh, a bit of a disparity, maybe even a, a bit more than a bit of a disparity, just in terms of... Um, the the value that's placed on the diamond, the dollar associated with purchasing diamond relative to uh, what those that are actually involved in the diamond mining industry are able to receive. Is that something that you could elaborate on as well? Yeah, so um, in Africa, the workers in the mine, uh, they pretty much work to eat, they work to live, um, they work for shelter, um, and so they're kind of in a, in a position where they're stuck. Um, if they find a stone, you know, they may be rewarded with a couple dollars. Um, we, we found through our research uh, that workers average about a dollar a day uh, working in the mines, um, while a, you know, a one-carat stone um, today on the market retails for about five to $6,000. Uh, so there's a huge... Um, disparity there. It is getting better. There are some um, other social initiatives um, that are rolling out that is helping people be uh, replaced um, when diamond uh, companies come through and ravage the environment. Um, so we're paying attention to uh, some of those initiatives that are uh, taking place uh, because we do want to uh, be able to get back. Uh, we just haven't found the right uh, I guess the right uh, organization to, to, to roll with because some, um, you know, they they do have a list of uh, sponsors and donors, and mm-hmm. some of those sponsors and donors are actual uh, diamond companies. Um, some of the big players, I won't name any names, but they're Got on it. the list. Um, so, yeah, we just don't want to... But in hearing you talk, Alfonso, I mean, it seems like the real jewelry company is one such initiative. Uh, Let's talk about the founding of your company, the kind of stones that you are able to create, your process, and, and, um, you know, how you get it done as opposed to what it was that you just described. Yeah, so um, in the beginning... Um, it was just me, myself, doing some research on uh, gemstones, and um, I'll just say that right now I'm going to get my uh, uh, gemologist certification so I can speak more uh, to this, uh, but just uh, for general knowledge and 
you know, what I've been able to study myself. I was doing some research on gemstone and came across uh, this extraordinary stone uh, called moissanite. And I kind of deep dived into um, its What was the name of the stone again, Alfonso? Moissanite. Okay, okay. Okay, and so, um, yeah, basically took a deep dive um, into the origin, um, how it's made up, and, um, you know, it's an extraordinary story. It's uh, it's extraterrestrial, you know, so it's not from Earth. Um, wow. When red, star, when red stars explode in space, um, it sends debris uh, throughout space, and some of those uh, meteorites, they land on Earth, and that's, that's how you can find it. Um, so to find it in its natural form is even more rare than finding a diamond um, on Earth today. Um, Incredible. Example. I think I'll put a pin right there. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Black Wall Street today with Blair Durham. We are interviewing future gemologist, the founder of the real jewelry company, Alfonso Evans, sharing with us about an incredible stone uh, that, wow, you got to finish telling that story. That's absolutely amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so um, uh, stars, you know, they go through a a cycle, and the cycle is uh, billions of years. Um, And so uh, I I was actually... Um, learning all this while it was at the uh, Mighty Dream Forum when uh, Pharrell was talking to uh, Neelan, uh, the, the astronaut that was speaking. Um, I was actually going through all this, and um, I wanted to ask him the question if he ever um, was able to either like see um, a, a burst of light while he was in space, because that's usually how uh, the telescopes pick up um, a star, the death of a star, there, there's, a lot, uh, there's a huge flash in space, um, you know, and, and light travels. So just think of uh, when, when they speak in terms of light years, uh, you know, if a star exploded, you know, two or three light years away, well, that was something that happened way, way back in the past. And we're just right. now being able to see that happen on a telescope. So that's, that's pretty crazy. Amazing segue into my next question um, about how the stone that you work with, the moissanite stone, how it compares with the beauty of the diamond, the luster of the diamond, um, how it maintains its value and appearance over time, right? We're talking about stones that are potentially, I don't know, hundreds if not thousands of years old, potentially? Like, when you when you compare the two, what are some of the things that you've come up with? Um, yeah, so when comparing the two, um, they obviously do look the same. Um, you can get moissanite in various colors. Okay. Um, we're, exper- we're experimenting with the uh, color process, um, but you can also get the diamonds, um, you know, in different colors too. But those are very rare. Um, the fancy colored diamonds are very rare. Um, the GIA, um, Gemologist Institute of America, they grade stones based on their uh, beauty um, by taking a look at their brilliance, their fire, and their luster. And moissanite beats diamonds in all three categories. Um, wow, what were the three categories again? Brilliance, fire, and luster. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a story that's got to be told again and again and again inside your amazing company. That's incredible. And I know so there's a there's a kind of another element here, um, pun intended, right, in terms of your jewelry company because not only have you been able to uh, attract an incredible gem, um, you also create custom pieces as well. So you can create pretty much anything. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yep. We do uh, engagement rings, uh, custom earrings, uh, custom pendants. That's uh, that's one of our biggest uh, revenue generators is a custom pendant. Custom pendants. Um, it just allows people to really um, express themselves. Um, and I like to think that of jewelry as art. You know, it's not so much as a, as a status thing to me. Um, I like to, to say the art is, is speaking for the person. And so it allows people to just to have that artistic expression, um, you know, around their neck. Wow. I'm, I'm blown away. So your process there, someone wants to have a custom pendant created. Are you also an artist? Do you kind of take out the pen and the paper and design what it is that they're looking for? What do they need to bring you if they're looking to have, let's just say, a custom pendant created? Um, yeah, so what they need to bring to me is uh, their ideas, really. Uh, we'll start, um, you know, the Q&A. If they have a logo, uh, we'll take the logo. Um, if they don't really have an idea of what they want to do, um, yeah, I'll bust out the, the sketch pad and we'll just start doing some doodling um, and really come up with an idea. Uh, once we come up with a general uh, 2D sketch, um, then I'll take it to a computer-aided design program. I use a Rhinoceros uh, 3D. Mm-hmm. And basically what I'll do is I'll um, take the sketch, uh, take a picture of the sketch, upload the picture into my computer, and then I'll start um, tracing the, the sketch and using uh, 3D imaging to create basically what the uh, what the, the piece is going to look like, and then I'll present that um, to the client, and then we'll go through a period of adjustment if anything needs to be changed, any sizes, um, anything like that, and then once we get to the final uh, the final rendering. We'll go ahead and, and quote the price, and then we'll go ahead and get started on, on the project. Dope. <laughs> I see a custom pendant in my future. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about the importance of collaboration for black business owners, right? I know that you have developed and are continuing to develop some really impactful partnerships as it relates to furthering your brand. Let's hear more about that. Who, who, are, who and how are some of the ways that the Real Jewelry Company is partnering to move the needle in this space? Yes, yeah, so I think um, partnerships are very important. Um, you know, I'll just say the African-American community has a um, has kind of a stigma of not really working together. Um, we, mm-hmm. So we we made it a point uh, first to make, to work with African American companies and, and influencers um, just so we can uh, basically have that that come together type of uh, movement. 
to make sure that our dollars are uh, recirculating in the community. Um, so this past weekend, uh, we were down in Atlanta for the Boots and Babes uh, conference, and uh, there was a guest um, speaker by the name of Leticia Pearson. She is a reality TV star on uh, Oprah's network own. The show is called The Bell Collective. And so um, we were able to get down there and present um, our first uh, basically celebrity-endorsed collection to her um, with a group of about uh, 150 other um, black entrepreneurs in the building. And, um, yeah, that was, that was major for us. Uh, really, really gave us a, a moment where we kind of have some uh, validity to us that we got somebody with a uh, with a name um, that's saying, "Hey, um, I'm endorsing this. I'm endorsing what these guys are doing. Um, it's great. Come check it out." Um, so yeah, we we felt that was major for us, and also it gave us the opportunity to tap in um, to a different audience. Most of the um, customers and clients that we have come through our store um, are males. And so we, we felt like we needed to tap into uh, the female market, and that was a great opportunity for us. Congratulations. Major. Thank you. <laughs> Major. As I'm listening to your story, you know, I'm thinking about just so many other stories that I've heard. I think that entrepreneurship gets a bad rap in the sense that, you know, folks think that, it's kind of a cakewalk, you know. They they feel like if they're able to start their own company, as long as they can get the marketing right, then this is going to be a breeze, and they're going to make tons of money and spend most of the year not working. What's the truth about entrepreneurship as you see it? And then talk to us about a time where you really had to overcome a significant challenge in your business. I'm not talking about a flat tire, <laughs> but a significant <laughs> challenge in order to move forward with your company. Yeah, so uh, basically what you described is like the the end of the journey. <laughs> when you're right, in, when right, you're and most people don't get there, years. right? I mean, you're not <laughs> starting out not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge, you know. Um, I listened to a lot of uh, Les Brown, um, shout out to mm. Les Brown, and he says um, a few things that I like to take away. Um, number one is that you have to know that it's possible. Uh, when you yeah. have the dream, when you have the drive, when you have vision, um, you have to know that it's possible and, and do what you have to do um, to make it come true. Um, the second thing he says is you have to know that it's going to be hard. Um, mm -hmm. Anything that's worthwhile it's going to be hard. Um, so there's going to be nights where you're going to be up all night, um, you know, trying to create some marketing material, trying to create something for uh, the, the social media uh, presentation. Um, there's going to be nights, you know, where you're filling orders. And there might be some, some weeks where no orders come through. Um, mm. So you, you have to just take that in consideration. It's going to be hard. Um, but the one thing that... Uh, Everyone says is just stay consistent. You know, stay consistent with your branding, stay consistent with your message, and and you'll get noticed. So even though you may not feel like you're on the right track, and you may feel like uh, you know there's there's 
people that are moving, uh, you know, they may be moving faster than you or slower than you. Just don't compare anything to anyone. Stay in your own lane and stay consistent. And, and what's going to happen from that is, 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 is the dream. You know, the dream's going to come true. Um, the, the journey is, is really um, the experience that you're going through. So don't skip the journey um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the journey's fun. You know, the, the places that we've been, the things that we've been doing, um, it's been a blast. It's, it's been fun. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade any of it. Yeah. What would you say to the aspiring entrepreneur whose focus is on how much money they want to make? Their their goal is to become a millionaire, and that's their focus. How far is that going to get them in business? Yeah, no, if, you're, if, if the, the money is the only thing you're chasing, um, it's not going to work. Um, you have to have a certain... Uh, a certain love and a certain passion uh, for what it is that you're doing because uh, the love for money, um, you know, that's that's really not that strong. You know, you can do anything for money, really. Uh, mm. And so when you come up against a challenge that's difficult, uh, you, you, you'll be inclined to give up, you know, because this isn't worth it to get the money. That's, that's the mindset. But mm. if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know um, that it can create an impact money will come just stay consistent with you know your passion and your love for it beautiful thank you for that you know I asked you to share about a significant challenge you you overcame and you mentioned you know going several weeks without receiving any orders that's a challenge right because now you gotta try and figure out is my product broken is my system broken <laughs> is my marketing yeah. working you know, and that sounds like the point at which a lot of folks will go ahead and throw that towel in. I am done with this business. I am done. Mm-hmm. But your ability to push past in that moment says a lot about about you. You know what I mean? You have the tenacity that's necessary, you know, along with what I like to call that thick rhinoceros skin. <laughs> in order to uh, in order to stay in the game again kudos to you thank you I definitely want to give you an opportunity Alfonso to share you know any social media information website information anything that you may have coming up location you know all of these details I know people are curious they want to see the stone in person right um, go ahead and give us that information please yeah, so um, you can follow our social media page um, on Instagram. It's uh, The Real Jewelry Company, and it's uh, The underscore Real underscore Jewelry underscore C-O. Um, and there um, you'll find uh, a couple of links in our bio. Uh, the link in our bio uh, will take you to our website website is www.therealjewelrycompany.com there you'll see um, some of our uh, items of our collection and uh, I tell people if you don't see anything on the website that you want just make sure you send a DM Um, and also I will put out um, our next event Um, we're going to be down in San Antonio 
Um, I don't have the details of the event name yet, um, but we're going to be out there in San Antonio. Um, so just stay tuned in to the, uh, the social media channels. We'll put out that um, information uh, where we'll be in San Antonio. But uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I ride around in Norfolk. So if anybody uh, wants to see um, any merchandise, wants to see the quality of the merchandise, I am always uh, open and welcome to pulling up um, and make sure you get the what it is that we're doing, um, ask any questions that you might have, um, and really just uh, start a relationship so we can um, you know, make something great. So, yeah. Wonderful. Alfonso, you have inspired me all over again. <laughs> Thank you so much for just the creativity and the brilliance. Um, and then, obviously, the work ethic that you bring to what you are doing. Uh, certainly wishing you well as you uh, keep up this, this, like, travel piece, you know, really getting the brand out across the country and, no doubt, across the world. I know 2023 is going to bring, bring incredible things, not as a function of luck, but as a function of hard work, which has created preparation that is necessary to bring about success. So I, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, and thank you for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, where we're building minds, we're building connections, and we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We'll talk next week. Talk soon. Talk soon. Talk soon. Talk soon. Talk soon. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo.